At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the dc city cast with frank hanrahan presented by bet rivers it is the DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN, Monday edition. Hope you had yourself a good weekend. Uh, I had a pretty decent weekend, but it's good to get back to the grind. <laughs> Time to grind. Rise to grind, right? Um, coming up, we're going to chat about the commanders. I guess they're not going to play overseas. Didn't even know that was an option. Uh, they're uh, not going to get Kyler Murray, who uh, wants to stick with Arizona. And I have some thoughts about how Virginia is just bending over backwards for the commanders. Like, what, what are you doing trying to get these stadiums built in, in Virginia? And it's good to see that allegedly some residents are you know pushing back already, saying, we're going to give this, this franchise a billion dollars to build a stadium in our state? Nuh-uh, not so fast. We'll also get into the Wizards. Uh, they uh, had a uh, interesting weekend and uh, some college hoops as well. Busy, busy weekend of college basketball. And we'll uh, we'll chat about that moving forward here on the DC City Cast presented by Bed Rivers. But I do want to start off with the LA Lakers. And you're saying, well, this is the DC City Cast. Why are you talking about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers? The Wizards dealt Russell Westbrook to LA, and they got Kuzma, got Contavious Caldwell Pope. I forget who else they got in that deal. Clearly, the Wizards won that trade. So we got to give Tommy Shepard credit because Kuzma was fantastic Saturday at 34 points in a loss at Cleveland. We'll get to that in a second. But I was watching the Lakers versus the. Um, Pelicans last night and this was one of those games where I texted my buddies I saw the line it was the Lakers only minus one against the Pelicans and I said you got to take the Pelicans because the thought is oh the Lakers struggled against the Clippers they're at home they got the king they're going to regroup they've got some pride they should get a victory here against a lowly Pelicans team and that wasn't the case at all it was an easy win for New Orleans these are the kind of games where you make your money I'll be honest with you. These are the type of games that just they, they, sore thumb sticking out and you take the Pelicans because they're bad. They're sub 500. So are the Lakers, but it was in L.A. And you're thinking home court, but uh, it was the exact opposite thinking. And that's where you make your money. So the Lakers, uh, they suck. Russell Westbrook stinks. Their starting five was LeBron James, uh, Jawan Howard. Russell Westbrook, uh, 
I said Juwan Howard. Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and then I think a couple other guys. Oh, uh, Reeves, the rookie from Oklahoma. I mean, they have a awful starting five. They get Carmelo Anthony still playing big minutes coming off the bench. Watching them, and I tweeted it out last night at J. Frank Hanran, it was like a train wreck. In the first half alone, Westbrook had six turnovers. LeBron James had five turnovers. I've never seen alleged, well, they are future Hall of Famers, what am I saying? LeBron James, one of the greatest of all time. Russell Westbrook, who in a year has gone from a triple-double machine to an absolute turnover machine. It's, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. And I was a I was a Russell Westbrook stan, for those of you that don't know. And I found out about this like a couple years ago. Stan was a rap song from Eminem, uh, biggest fan. So when you say uh, you're a Russell Westbrook stan, that means you're a big time fan of his. <laughs> but boy, he's terrible. I can't even believe they play him. Bad shots, turns the ball over, doesn't play defense. And, and I said this last year when he was with the Wizards. These NBA teams have these highly paid head coaches, highly paid assistant coaches. Do they even say anything to this guy? Because he keeps making the exact same mistakes over and over and over again. It's like if I was on the coaching staff, I'd be like, hey, Russ, here's an idea. You don't have to force the issue every time and turn the ball over. Pass the ball, move, get it back. Get into an offense. LeBron James, is, it looks as though he just doesn't care. Shows flashes, but then he'll just settle for off-balance, turn-around threes. And it, it was, I can't even, you need to just try to find some of these highlights because it was atrocious. And they lost by 30 points to the Pelicans. At home. At home. And I gave you the Clippers over the Lakers on Friday night to get myself to 30 and 30 documented. So since we started this podcast back in mid-December, I've given you out picks. I am a documented 30 and 30. And I took the Wizards as well. Excuse me, I took the Spurs over the Wizards at minus three on Friday night in that 157-153 victory for San Antonio. Always a sweat, usually. But I just had to kick off the show with... The Wizards made that trade. Kyle Kuzma's playing really well. Had 34 in the loss to Cleveland the other night. And then there's Russell Westbrook. And good on Tommy Shepard for saying that this guy was damaged goods. It, it's it's eye-opening and head-scratching all at once to see a player that just six, eight months ago was putting up triple-doubles regularly. And he is an absolute shell of himself in Los Angeles. And I don't know if they can just sit him like the Knicks are doing Kemba Walker or doing what Houston did with John Wall, but they can't play this guy. And I'm being dead serious. It's that bad. It's that bad. And uh, the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs. Unless Anthony Davis comes back and turns into Hercules. Um, boy, oh boy, it, it was awful. So uh, I had to, had, to, had to touch on that. Um, the Wizards lost to Cleveland on Saturday. 
And uh, we're going to get into the Wizards in just a little bit because they got a game uh, tomorrow night against Detroit. But I do have to mention here, Wizards, I think, were minus or getting seven and a half at Bet Rivers uh, on Saturday night. And they were up by nine with 550 left in the game. Up by nine. And they scored exactly two points the rest of the way in five minutes and 50 seconds. That, my friends, is almost impossible to do in this NBA. And they did it. They did it. And the Cavaliers came back and only won by 6, 92-86. So if you took the Wizards at Bed Rivers plus a 7.5, you're a winner. Money line, not so, not so kind. And it was a big under game. And these are the other type of games that you got to look out for because the Wizards put up 153, albeit it was in double overtime against the uh, Spurs on Friday. And the number was only, the total was 206.5 at Bet Rivers on Saturday. When a number is that low in the NBA, after a team has just put up a boatload of points, you should take the under. Now, it's what it could have, should have. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but those are the type of little asterisks you want to be looking for when it comes to making some wagers. So on Saturday, the Wizards put up a nice fight into the last six minutes and unable to score more than two points in five minutes and 50 seconds. Now, I know there's still no sign of Chris Dapsworth's You don't have your big gun and Bradley Beal. Uh, they were very reliable on Kuzma making some buckets. He had 34, but then he started forcing some bad shots. They had nobody to score the ball in the last six minutes. Not a one stepped up. I think Ish Smith was forcing shots. Caldwell Pope was forcing shots. And they had two points in the last six minutes. So that's got to be rectified moving forward. Hey, let's figure out a way to get some people in spots. Not in a forced forcing situation. Let's get a flow going. Let's get something positive. And that is what really just strikes me about these meddling, struggling teams in the NBA, like the Wizards, like the Lakers, where when it's so glaringly obvious to us, just Joe Schmoes sitting at home watching on the couch and they can't execute basic elementary basketball, then what are those coaches doing? Like, I think Frank Vogel has just said, you know what, I'm getting fired soon. F it. But if you're Wes Unsell Jr., man, you got to set you gotta set some tone here. Like, let's figure out a way to get people in good spots late in games to close out. And nobody really said much about the Wizards' inability to score in the last six minutes because, quite frankly, where's, where are the eyeballs for this team? But... In the last six minutes, bro, you got to score more than two points (laughs) at the NBA level. That's sort of embarrassing. Uh, I saw that Bertans and uh, Dinwiddie doing some things with Dallas, and we said this on the DC CityCast. These guys that were moved on, Dallas believes that they can fill in nicely and and provide some offensive punch, which they do. So that's what you got to also have to figure out. With your personnel, how can we make them be successful? And that's what the Wizards have to do in these final 23 games. How are we going to use what we have and be successful and productive? And that's why they make the big bucks, 
right? That's why they make the big bucks. All right, we'll get back into the Wizards in just a little bit. We'll get some college hoops as well. Coming up next on the DC City Casters in a by Bent Rivers, there is some, com- some commander's news. Some commander's news. And I want to touch on why Virginia is just bending over for the Washington commanders. It doesn't make much sense. We'll touch on that and plenty more DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Hanran from VSIN on a Monday. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 DC City Cast rolls on. Do not forget to subscribe and download this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Frank Hanran. This is the DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Download that at betrivers.com. Coming up, I got my official release for tonight. I am a documented 30 and 30. After going 2-0 on Friday, I gave you the Spurs minus the three and the Clippers plus the one at the Lakers. So we are back, baby. We are back. (laughs) Uh, Some NBA games of interest tonight. I got one that sort of sticks out to me. And I will pass that on to you later on tonight. Um, The uh, Washington Commanders, I guess, um, they're not going to be playing overseas, which is good. Uh, right? Well, I forget the last time they played overseas. Was it like the uh, uh, like five years ago they played the Bengals, I think, like in London? So they um, they have uh, not been selected to play overseas in the twenty two uh, season, which uh, I guess is I guess is good. I guess is good. Uh, and then there was the uh, release by Kyler Murray through his agent putting out a statement there was some discussion not you know we we sort of thought it was far-fetched but you just never know in this league when there's an unhappy quarterback Murray was apparently not too pleased with Arizona so there was some scuttlebutt about maybe he could uh, get dealt to Washington but uh, his agent puts out a statement today saying that uh, they just want to work on a long-term deal with Arizona and that he wants a better idea of where the team is headed and that is one of the uh issues with him is a long-term deal because he desperately wants to win a Super Bowl. Uh, the statement from Murray to from his agent says that in order to consistently compete for championships, a franchise needs long-term stability, which Murray is offering. So basically, he just wants a big contract because he's only getting like a million and 22, but he's got a four and a half million dollar roster bonus. Um, coming up. So he basically wants to get paid now, wants to get a new contract. And this is the way that he, uh, you know, goes about doing that, which is fantastic, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, so that's some of the uh, commander's news. Oh, and they also have filed a new trademark application to fix that uh, that that uh, mistake on their crest. Remember, they used the 83, uh, 88, and 92 as a team Super Bowl winning seasons. Now they had to uh, file another trademark application to the USPTO with the proper years on their crest. My God, man. 
my God. And with that said, look, we, a lot of times we're beating up franchises and, and sometimes fairly or unfairly, but with this franchise, it's, it's pretty much mostly fair. And I'm not beating up necessarily the Washington commanders right now, but I'm, I'm beating up Virginia lawmakers and people who think that it's a great idea to basically bend over backwards to give this owner and this franchise a free stadium in the state of Virginia. Like with all that's swirling around this team, lawsuits, accusations, alleged sexual harassment, why is Virginia so hell-bent and even Maryland and D.C. saying that they should have the team? Their stance should be, hey, until this owner gets his ducks in a row, until we figure out what the deal is with, with the toxic culture, we're not going to do anything to try to help this franchise or this owner get a stadium. Like, why is that so hard to do? Meantime, you got Virginia saying we're going we're gonna to just bend over and give you a free stadium because we're going to get this little mini mini town like they've done in L.A. and like they've done in Dallas, and it's going to be this great moneymaker for everybody. That's all fine and dandy, but it's also going to be a big moneymaker, allegedly, for the owner who is under fire and under investigation. So why are you so willing to just jump at this right now? The lease doesn't end until 2027 at FedEx. Now, I know you got to start building and start planning and all that crap, but here's an idea. Part of that plan should be waiting to see what happens to this owner and this franchise and their toxic culture. So, you know, when they, they, they changed the name to Washington Commanders, you had all these mayors and governors and senators and tweeting out about, hey, congratulations, Commanders, on uh, your new nickname, blah, 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 trying to get in good so they can start chatting about a possible stadium site. I don't know. It just feels a little dirty to me doing business with a guy like Daniel Snyder. I understand you're innocent until proven guilty, but there's a lot of crap out there with this guy. And you're just so, oh, well, this stadium will build, will create jobs and uh, the economy will flourish. I mean, why don't we just take it one step at a time and wait and see what happens with this owner? Because last time I checked, he's under investigation, franchise under investigation. For sexual harassment. By the NFL, by the way. So why don't we just slow our roll on trying to give basically free land and a free stadium to a, a really awful person. Business, I know, can be about just that. But at some point, as a state, as a city, you got to say, wait a second. Let's not just hand over the farm to this guy because he may not even be around. Let's hold our horses. Let's hold our horses on this. Because <laughs> there are three sites in Virginia, three of them that are being proposed. Was it Dumfries, Sterling, and uh, what's the other one? Somewhere in Prince William County. But it was good to see some of these news reports where Residents were like, 
traffic out here already sucks, and this is like 30 miles away from D.C. So why do we want to? Why do we want a stadium out here? And oh, by the way, we're we're going to be doing these whatever these bonds or whatever, however they figure it out. So basically, they're giving uh, giving this owner a free stadium. I'm sure we'll have to chip in a little bit, but that's why Virginia is, is is the front runner because they've done pretty much everything for the franchise already. They gave uh, that free uh, training facility down in Richmond, basically on Virginia's dime because they thought, oh, it's going to attract all these people and really going to pump up the uh, local economy <laughs> in Richmond. And as we know, because the team sucked, nobody really cared and went to Richmond. Uh, so I hope there's a huge pushback with this wherever they decide to make this stadium. Daniel Snyder's a guy who paid cash in 50, for $52 million to buy a house. But yeah, he's looking for a handout to try to get a stadium built on a state's dime. Just something's not right about that. And I hope uh, hope these heads prevail and say, you know what, maybe we should just hold back and let's just see what happens with Snyder moving forward until we actually decide that we should get into the business with this dude. Uh, so there you go on that. Um, and I guess the combine starts uh, tomorrow. Combine starts tomorrow and the commanders still don't have a trainer, which I, apparently is important to, to check out your potential draft picks. But there are reports they are trying to uh, pin down a trainer to hire because there are other trainers still under investigation by the DEA. There's another, just another um, issue for this Washington Commanders uh, football team. All right, coming up here on the DC City Cast, we'll get into tonight's official releases. Um, there is an NBA game. On the docket that uh, is of interest to me. And I do want to pass on to you. I saw this great documentary over the weekend on Netflix about a college basketball fixing scandal in the mid-90s that I really want to recommend to you. It was fantastic. We'll talk about that next. DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 we roll on on a Monday. It is the DC City Cast presented by Bed Rivers. Go to bedrivers.com, download that app right now. Let's have some fun later on tonight. I got my official release uh, in just moments. Uh, college hoops yesterday. Good to see Maryland on their 20 year anniversary of the 2002 NCAA championships get a resounding victory over Ohio State. Maryland was a four point dog at bedrivers.com, and yet they defended home court and won by 15 against the. Um, Ohio State Buckeyes, top 25 team. So this bodes well for the Terps, maybe to, you know, make some things interesting come the Big Ten tournament. Uh, but it was also fun to see a lot of those old, not old, but uh, 
Well, yeah, it was 20 years ago, man. It's good to see uh, Juan Dixon, Steve Blake, Lonnie Baxter, Chris Wilcox, Gary Williams, the head coach from that uh, 2 team. It is sort of glaring how different things are in college hoops just from 20 years ago. Uh, the one-and-dones, the portal, that team. Steve Blake, I forgot to mention Steve Blake. You know, they had they had a lot of a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors. I think Wilcox is a sophomore. Wilcox left early after his sophomore year. So in just 20 years, you just see the the ever-changing dynamic of college basketball. And looking at tape from 20 years ago, I mean, teams were just so much better. Yeah, kids are more athletic today. Yeah, they can fly, but they don't really know how to play. I mean, Maryland knew how to play. They were tough, well-coached, gritty. You didn't have guys coming in for one year for their graduate season and then going back to the portal and getting another year because of the pandemic. Um, yeah, much, much better time. Just 20 years ago, which felt like yesterday for some of us older folks like me, uh, who actually traveled and uh, covered that team back in 2002. I was actually in the Dome. In, uh, was it, where did they win it? Was it Georgia? Yeah, Atlanta. Because the year before they lost in Minneapolis to Duke. So I got to go with that squad. So it was always fun to uh, to not only uh, see their success, but then to see them coming back for these reunions. Because I was there five years ago. They had the 15-year reunion. And then this year they had the 20-year uh, reunion. Got to mention Drew Nicholas, my guy, was on that squad too. So uh, good to see Maryland and uh, the reunion. And good to see the Terps getting a victory on a day like that. Because uh, that would have been tough with everything that has gone on this year to play in front of a packed house, play in front of that team, and then to lose to Ohio State. That wasn't going to happen, right? No, of course not. <laughs> and they got the victory by 15. They got a couple road games, I think, before the Big Ten tournament. No, I think they have a game Wednesday night, uh, senior night. And then uh, they get the Big Ten tournament. Maybe they can do uh, a little bit of damage in that uh, tournament and get a postseason bid somehow. Uh, but we all know the big story for Maryland is this offseason and what do they do with their uh, with their coaching situation. That'll be fascinating. Uh, speaking of coaching situation, Patrick Ewing finally talked about it. Uh, I don't know if he finally talked about it, but really openly talked about his future. He said he's hoping to stay. He's optimistic that he'll stay on as the head coach of uh, Georgetown after losing to number 21 UConn, 86-77. By the way, at BetRivers.com, that line was uh, UConn minus 11. They were up 20 with about eight minutes left. And the Hoyas uh, with the backdoor cover. It was it was beautiful. If you had Georgetown. I hate those backdoor covers because you're up big all game long, but you're just bracing. You're saying, uh-oh, they're going to put in their backups, a couple threes here and there, and I'm screwed. You can almost see it coming from a mile away, and it happened with the uh, Hoyas backdoor cover. So Georgetown is now 6-22, and 0-17 in Big East. Um Ewing's career record is 68 and 81. Um, has just one winning season in his five at Georgetown. Only 7,000 folks allegedly showed up for the game. Um, home uh, average for attendance is 5,855. Um, yeah, he's not putting any fans in the seats. It's just depressing. 
Um, the Hoyas clinched their last, their first last place finish in the Big East since the league started in 1979-1980, closing in on a, uh, both a school record for losses and a record for conference losses in a season. They got a couple more games left, um, so they could go over in the conference. So they got a game Seton Hall Wednesday and then Xavier on Saturday. And Ewing says he wants to return. Um, of course, I want to be back here, he said. But in this position and this job, whatever happens will happen. I'm hoping that I'll be back and doing something that I love at a place that I love and getting us back to being the king of the hill. Well, I think, quite frankly, we all know that uh, the writing is on the wall. And that sort of sounds like that he knows that, that, that this baby is over. Um, I guess I give him credit for, for sticking through it. Certainly has to. Uh, you can't do like what Turgeon did at Maryland and quit. Um, I don't think you can do the I'm going to resign at the end of the year because that just leaves your players hanging. So as soon as the season's over, he's got to resign, though, like the day after. Just say, hey, what? You know what? Just this ain't going to work. Got to move on to something else. And uh, Georgetown then, too, will also be in pursuit of a new head coach um, this offseason. So, yeah, locally, it's uh, it's an interesting time. Absolutely. Uh, for both Maryland, Georgetown, uh, two of the usual pillars in college hoops locally. Uh, I, oh, I did. Uh, I did promise I would. I would touch on some wizards. I will do that in just a second. I do want to give out my official release tonight. Um, this one sort of stares at me because of the, the air of recency. Uh, the Cavaliers, who have been very good at home, they've won uh, eight straight at home. But they are underdogs tonight to Minnesota. T-Wolves are minus three at Cleveland, who plays very well at home. Uh, this raises a uh, red flag for me. Very good home team. And they're not favored. Minnesota, which is, they've actually played pretty decent basketball as of late. They just beat Memphis uh, last time out. And they're favored by three at Cleveland. I know Cleveland's out. With some of their uh, main guys, um, the Minnesota 32 and 29, they're six and four in their last 10. Cleveland is six and four in their last 10. I'm going to take Minnesota minus three tonight at the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is my official release, official release of uh, of the day. To get us over 500, because I'm documented 30 and 30 on the season. <laughs> 30 and 30. It's crazy how hard this is. Crazy how hard this is. Um, over the weekend, by the way, I saw uh, this great documentary on Netflix. I was not aware of it. I was just sort of flipping through, and there is a series called Bad Sport that Netflix has. So that's the name of the of the show, and they have episodes under it with different sorts of bad sports i.e uh cheating you know that that's being a bad sport right and one of them was i forget that it was called hoop schemes hoop schemes and it was a documentary on the mid-90s point shaving scandal in arizona state guy by the name of headache smith steven headache smith this dynamic guard for Arizona State who agreed to shave points for a local college bookie um, to make 20 grand a pop. I guess he owed this bookie money through either gambling 
uh, on games that wasn't made clear or was it through, you know, other, other means, car games or whatever. So he owed this bookie $10,000 and I believe he was a senior at Arizona state, very good player, all pack 10 could score buckets in today's NBA. He'd, he'd probably be very successful because he's this little guard, but could shoot the ball. And, um, so to get his debt cleared, the bookie says, Hey, you fix this game. You don't have to lose. You only have to win by so many. Don't cover the spread. Um, you know, your debt will be clear. Plus I'll give you 20 grand. And he thought about it. And then he said, well, can I get a, maybe a teammate in on this? And the bookie said, yeah, absolutely. And so he got his teammate in on the action. And so the point spread and what, and here, here was the rub was that the bookie also had a contact in Chicago, another guy who I guess used to be connected with him when they were betting a few years back. And he said, Hey, I got this player. You may want to be interested in putting some money down on whoever Arizona state is playing. Cause I've got not one, but I got two players in my pocket. And so that guy became the contact to, to headache Smith. And so what he would do is he would look at the line. I think one game it was Arizona State minus 13. <clears throat> but he would tell Arizona State's players, Smith and Burton, I think, was the other guy that was involved, hey, only win by six to eight points to give him a little cushion, right? So he had that five-point cushion or so. And they show the highlights of the game that, w- that was being fixed by these two players. And Arizona State would go up huge, and they would go back to the bookie guy sweating it out, going, I can't believe this. And lo and behold, first game that they're on the take, they go up big, but in the second half, they sort of fumble the ball away, some turnovers here and there, miss free throws, and they win by six. They win by six. So that's just a little taste of it. I don't want to give away the whole story, but it's fascinating the way they do it. And it's fascinating how much money this guy was going to Las Vegas. Now, back in the days, remember, none of, there's no online stuff. Dude would literally have to fly from Chicago to Las Vegas with money. And then he would go to each casino and disperse, I guess, in Vegas at that time. It's sort of like banks. If you put in more than 10 grand, they, they red flag it. So we'd go to like 40 different casinos and put $9,900 on whoever was playing Arizona State. <laughs> so they talked to all the people that were involved in it. They talked to law enforcement and what got them curious because, yes, ultimately they got caught. But it's still a fascinating story. And I remember those teams from the early 90s. And I remember the story in the late 90s when it kind of came out. And because uh, you're thinking, man, it's obviously going to happen a lot more than this because they just got caught. And uh, you'll see how they got caught. So it's it's a really good documentary. It's called Hoop Schemes. It's under the um, Bad Sports series on Netflix. And it is, it's really good. Only about an hour. Flies through. And uh, if you're if you're a fan of of wagertainment, you will certainly enjoy um, this documentary. All right, before we go, uh, some baseball news. Not often that we talk baseball because there's nothing to uh, chat about. But it looks like our guy Derek Jeter stepping down as CEO of the Miami Marlins. How about that? Yeah. So um, that's uh, that's interesting. Wonder what he's going to be doing next. Maybe going back to the Yankees. 
We'll see. So Derek Jeter, almost forgot about him, stepping down as CEO of the Miami Marlins. Speaking of documentaries, isn't there like a big documentary coming out on him uh, very shortly about his days as the captain of the Yankees? Um, I think that is correct. Uh, I do want to briefly touch on the Wizards to get the Pistons on Tuesday night. We'll preview that more tomorrow. Capitals also in action uh, tonight. They are taking on the uh, Maple Leafs. They're dogs, so give me the caps. Not official release. That's my lean. Plus 114 when a game is this uh, tight. I always like the home team hockey squad with the caps getting a little bit of value at plus 114. Puck drops tonight at 730. Uh, from Capital One Arena. But as for the Wizards, they scored just two points in the last six minutes. They got to beat Detroit tomorrow night, or at least, you know, put up a better fight late. Detroit got a big upset victory over Charlotte a couple nights ago. So I'll be curious to see what that line is tomorrow night uh, at the Detroit Pistons. want to thank you for checking us out. Of course, follow us along at jfrankhanrahan at VEASAN Live at Bet Rivers. We will talk uh, tomorrow on a Tuesday. For now, Frank Handrahan from VEASAN. This has been the DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. See ya. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.